Kawhi alone inside. He's got the breakaway with the touch to the right. Go! Official podcast of your Minneapolis City Soccer Club, brought to you by Summit Brewing Company. Soccer is coming. Hello, friends. This is the People's Pitch Podcast, the official podcast of your Minneapolis City Soccer Club. I'm your host, John, and I am joined, as always, by Gordon Rogers. Gordon, how are things? <laughs> what? Uh, so, so you you probably don't know why I'm calling you Gordon Rogers. Uh, well, I answered a quiz on Facebook on your behalf. Like I felt like what you would answer um, in the quiz was uh, how to generate your news reporter name. Um, and that's what you got. So what's up, Gordy? Oh, okay, sweet. So you're telling me this week's <laughs> intro is inspired by basically a BuzzFeed quiz. I mean, yeah, probably a knockoff BuzzFeed. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll call it BizFeed. <laughs> all right. <laughs> What's your wolf name? Anyway, one, yeah. remember those? That was like all Facebook was for the first five years is like all yeah. those little quizzes. Right. So, yeah. once, so once again, uh, my people, we are ready to soak your ears in oh. soccer goodness. The fellas over at our parent club, Stegmans, have a big match on Sunday. So we'll talk about that. We are hitting the accelerator on player signings and there are a ton to talk about. And uh, one of those signings will be with us tonight. So we are excited to welcome this player to his first People's Pitch Podcast experience. But first, John, our cousins in St. Paul have uh, an opener this weekend, and we should probably talk about that, huh? Sure, Nate. Let's uh, let's do it. All right. So a lot of people around these parts have probably had April 13th circled on their calendars for quite some time. And that day is finally upon us. Allianz Field, opening day. John, will you be in the stands? I will not be in the stands and it's not because like I don't go to United games because I do. Um, I watch them all on TV. Um, but I, um, I wasn't necessarily going to shell out the money for tickets for the home opener. I went to the Snopener. So, um, so (laughs) I I was there for that historic event. Um, but I, uh, no, I will not be. And actually, uh, I don't have plans because you know, it's hard with younger kids to, to make it to a game this summer right now with all the things we do with city. Yeah. Um, but I am going with my dad who the listeners should remember um, to the, uh, we just got tickets for the open or for the, um, the gold cup. Oh, you got some? Yeah. So we got, we got two tickets for the gold cup game. So oh, I will sweet. be going to, I'll be going to the stadium for that, but um, I will not be at the opener this weekend, but I'll be watching. Yeah. Well um, I guess, you know, plenty of people you've seen have reported on how cool the stadium is. Uh, how loud it's going to be maybe. So I'm, I'm just going to say I'm excited to see what the mm-hmm. Wonderwall has cooked up for everyone. Uh, it sounds like there's some sort of massive TIFO in the making that they're all really excited about. So that's that's great. Um, if the crowd can set the tone from the start, I, I think it'll really establish that, that home field advantage, I guess, pretty right. early. Right. Um, plus, mm-hmm. this year we have a winning team to welcome back. Uh, so how cool is that? I mean, it's really cool. Um you know, I still think there's some some pitfalls that the organization's still running into mm-hmm. that are kind of recurring themes from previous years. Um, but they're 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 more few and far between. 
And I think that getting off to a good start on the road that many weeks in a row uh, and then being able to come back to this brand new home, like it'll just, it, it, it'll just encourage the team to play better. And, you know, we, what we've seen with United when their, their fans are involved, um, especially at home, uh, they, they level up. Yeah. So it, it has to be like level, like a, a you know, a, a tenfold leveling <laughs> at this point with the new stadium involved. It's going to be crazy. I feel like the league did us a favor this year and delayed the home start as long as possible, but it still looks like we might have to dig ourselves out of our driveways in order to get to the game, but there shouldn't be any snow anymore on Saturday falling from the sky, at least like there was two, two years ago. Well, we're supposed to get like 30 inches of snow, so we'll probably get like 15. We'll but that's see. Still, yeah. It's still 15 inches of snow, so the grounds crew at Allianz will be <laughs> working overtime yeah. because you're going to have to still clean that off and not ruin the grass. So uh, it's going to be tough, but it's it's quite serendipitous that, you know, two openers uh, in secession, uh, you know, even though they were two years apart, are going to be – covered in snow Affected by the weather i know can you believe it right right so it's like it's like what next <laughs> I'm, I'm most excited john to see how that game day experience is gonna um start to extend beyond the walls of the stadium like what's the atmosphere gonna be like as you walk up and even before that what are the what are the places that people are gonna gather um before the game and after the game what bars are we going to um is there a brewery or something that everyone's gonna get ready at things like that mm. it's there are so many little details about the culture around game day that still have to be decided that I'm really excited to see unfold. I can't, I can't wait to see how it, how it develops. Well, I think there's going to be a lot of positives, but I do see one glaring negative mm-hmm. and it's been talked about before and that's transportation. Yeah. Parking. parking is not possible. Right. So, I mean, it, it, it wouldn't be honesty if I told you that that's not factoring into the decision of why I'm not necessarily going to, or planning on going to a lot of games this summer because I'm not I'm not single John anymore, so like I'd probably be going with the family, and I can't be schlepping my kids around in a stroller that I can't check in <laughs> at the door, yep. you know, like, and I, I have to have a diaper bag, and I can't have that because I have to have a clear bag, you know what I mean? Like all those logistics are are negatives for me, and I think negatives for a lot of people. So hopefully, as you know, we've we've talked about it on our show before the teachable moments of an organization. Uh, hopefully, like those get ironed out as we go on. Uh, but you know that is a glaring issue. Like having having a, an assumption that like sixty to seventy percent of your crowd is going to come by public transit is not realistic. No. <laughs> um, so um, it's going to suck. And I just hope it's not going to suck to levels where people are like getting in at halftime because there's issues. Yeah. So um, if anyone's listening, who's going to the game, I encourage you to, to get there like well ahead of time, like pretend it's your game and you're going there far earlier to stretch and to see the physio beforehand <laughs> <laughs> because you're going to need the time in order to, to make sure you don't miss out on any of the awesome uh, parts of the experience. Yeah, that's for sure. So um, it's also the time of year, listeners, when cups are starting. Uh, we don't give a rip about the U.S. Open Cup, um, and why would we with all the problems we've had? Um, but our parent club, Stegmans, as Nate mentioned, the Stegman 77, to be specific, has entered the USASA, that's the United States Adult Soccer Association National Tournament, and the first round match is this Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. versus Hayward United out of Wisconsin. 
they operate out of the Wisconsin Primary Amateur Soccer League, um, which is new to me being a, a native Wisconsinite. Um, but it, it's mostly made up of, of central to western Wisconsin teams. So it seems to be like a new adult league, yeah. uh, which is it's fine. You know, it's, it's you got to start somewhere. Um, but from the looks of it, Nate, it, it's a lot of maybe U17 to 23-year-old type players. So it's not going to be, you know, skewing on the on the maybe more experienced end of players. Sure. Uh, be, and, and they're basically built off of the, the foundation of a youth system in, in Hayward. Um, but with Stegman's, you know, you're going to get about a 70-30 split of 70% city players that have been training together for the past four months <laughs> and like 30% of guys that are just like normal 77s dudes who are also very good at soccer. Yeah. So these kids one, could be in for some, some troubles. Yeah. And they have to travel from like Western central Wisconsin um, for a 10-30 match. So um you know the, the spotted cows are probably not going to be flowing on friday night on friday and saturday night so um you know but if this one even gets played with the snow that's coming um it could really be one-sided especially given that the stegman's group um is one that came in second place in our very tough masl more established masl yeah than the um wpasl um so we're, I mean, we're talking about a statements group that included beating some strong teams this summer with seven players because of numbers issues, which PS we nice. have fixed for this. We fixed that this year. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, like we're talking strong players. Um, so this isn't your normal men's league team. So it'll be interesting to see um, who shows up for them, but I, I predict it will go the way of the mustache. And uh, we'll be talking about a trip to our favorite, uh, my favorite place, um, to play a familiar flow because the winner of that match plays uh, a second round game against 2018 tournament champions, the Milwaukee Bavarians oh. who, um, who got a buy in the first round, obviously they deserved it. Um, but details on that will come soon if we need to provide them. So, um, so we'll see, and I'm actually going to be helping coach the team. So I'll be there. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe you, uh, you have some, some thoughts on this one. Yeah. I mean, this is pretty cool. I think, uh, you know, when we talked to, uh, your boy from the Bavarians a few, a few months back, you know, this is one of those, yeah, this is one of those things that he had identified as like, this is the thing that the Bavarians do instead. This is, this is the tournament that they feel really adds value, um, for their players and for their club and is something to hang their hat on when they win it. And, um, it isn't, you know, the, the rest of the tournament isn't just, uh, isn't teams the likes of Hayward United. You know, once we get past them, once we get out of the region, um, if we can beat the Bavarians, it gets to, I mean, it's, it truly is a national it's, tournament. It gets tough. Yeah. Yeah. It gets real tough. I so, mean, it gets tough in the, it gets tough in the second round if you have to play the Bavarians. No shit. So I think it's, um, this is a cool alternative. It'll be interesting to see um, how Stegman's fares in, in, throughout the whole thing, especially considering there's, you know, it's made up of more than half of city players. It's a good warm up mm-hmm. for the season for them. Um, Anyway, it's it, it, I like that we're kind of moving in this direction as a parent club at least, and maybe one day Minneapolis City can uh, can get in on their own merits. Who knows? Yes, absolutely. But uh, as far as details for this thing, the game was this is this is the thing that was funny when you told me about this. The <laughs> game was originally um, going to be the eleventh time in tournament play that the team from uh, the Stegman's umbrella was randomly quote unquote drawn away <laughs> but unfortunately this this weekend Hayward's field would be un, unavailable so 
Lucky uh, Lucky Stegmans, we get to host <laughs> um, an away game at home somehow. But whatever, it's, you know, amateur soccer. So the game will be this Sunday. Wait, you have to caveat. It's American amateur soccer. It's American soccer. amateur soccer. So anything goes. Yeah, Wild West. <laughs> Yeehaw. This Sunday uh, is the game. It's April 14th. It'll be at 10.30 a.m. Um, bright and early at McMurray Field west in st paul so that's out by como right yep yep and correct it'll be the the west the west field the obviously west field. Yeah. you'll be able to tell because it's the field with the grown men on it uh admission yeah. is free and uh they might be some secret summit on hand or not so secret summit yes that's the word on the street but Nate. Yeah, come on down to mcmurray on sunday morning and watch uh watch basically minneapolis city beat on some little kids from hayward Maybe. Yeah. We never know. We don't know who's going to show up for them, but we know who's going to show up for us. Yep. Um, well, Nate, we, we have a lot of player news this week. So yeah. rather than come up with like a creative way to intro this segment, I'm just going to get right after it. Word. Um, so uh, like we said, we, we have quite a few players and we're going to have one on here shortly, but it would be weird without the most recent signing being not being on the squad. The man who prefers to go by Old Faithful, uh, for those of you who have listened to us since the beginning, um, Trey Benhart, the club's first captain, um, and he's logged a lot of mim- minutes for the crow with the crow on his chest. Oh yeah, uh, he's the rock solid center back and and former four year letter winner at UW Green Bay, uh, hard nosed defender who's always there when you need him to shut the door on a, on an offensive surge. Uh, he's strong in the air, plays an excellent long ball out of the back. Um, over four seasons, he's fifth all-time in appearances at 31. He's logged just over 2,600 minutes for us, scoring one goal, assisting on two, and only picking up one yellow card. So, wow. Yeah, right, exactly. So a very composed hard nose defender yeah he's always even tempered he's always reliable there's a reason they call him old faithful um trey (laughs) is really the perfect type of defender to build your back line around which Mm -hmm. in your infinite wisdom uh you did so so that's great he's been an anchor for for four years um and he said you know the guy lives and dies for minneapolis city uh no matter no matter where the winds of soccer take him so he's uh it's always great to have him have him in the locker room and on the field. And there was like a, a funny anecdote I put on Twitter today when his dad, you know, being proud dad was like, big Trey's back for another year. And I was like, we just needed more husbands on the roster because Trey and his, <laughs> uh, and his girlfriend are getting married this summer. Oh, that's so, great. Congratulations. Yeah. Yep. So add another husband to the list. Well, next up we have another guy who is also entering legendary status with the club. He uh, he's he has found the back of the net in big games ever since uh, the first game he played for us. He's been National Player of the Week. He's been a hat trick hero. I could go on, but Whitney Brown is back with the Crows. This guy, this lightning quick attacker, can really kill you when he's got the ball at his feet. Um, he can kill you off a dynamic run. You name it. This guy is this guy is dangerous in the attacking third. Whitney is entering his fourth season, um, I guess, third and a half, if you want to count it that way, uh, because yeah. he started with us uh, during this time. Our, yeah, this time during our very first U.S. Open Cup run, yeah. um, you know, I guess in the fall after our very first season. He's played in 25 games for Minneapolis City, uh, tallying almost 1,700 minutes, and he's got 10 goals in that time, which is second all-time. That is one behind Will Kidd and uh, one above his brother, Martin Brown Jr. Uh, He's also tallied four assists, uh, and he's 
pulled in two yellow cards and one very infamous red card when he yeah. elbowed uh, Goonie Bental in the face. No, it, no, it was a headbutt. Oh, that's right. It was but, a headbutt. Was it? But, I thought it was an elbow. Either no, way. It was, either it was, way. Both, it was basically, a, they said it was a headbutt, yeah. but as we know, Whitney's like more less than half that guy's size. <laughs> yeah. So, he was um, goaded into a, into a red card from yeah. the, the goon of Duluth. Yeah, exactly. So there's not a ton you can say more about Whitney other than, you know, what you did and that he's got this wow factor and you can watch, you know, his play and, and, and any other per- players play and say, you know, that guy's a great soccer player. And then the wow comes and, and it can come in many different forms. I mean, he can twist defenders inside and out um, or it can come off of him literally leaving players in the wake with his speed or, you know, scoring that sensational goal. And in previous years, he was kind of deployed more on the wing. But look for him kind of this year to be further up on the field, maybe more as a number nine, oh. um, where he can kind of have that freedom to to move off the ball and, and use his his um, intangible skills, not just his on-the-ball skills. Yeah. And also it frees him up from having any defensive responsibilities from being on the wing. So um, we can we can basically bottle up his – strengths in in higher positions up the field um which which i think is you know something that he will excel at feels smart right exactly yeah play to a guy's strengths right yeah like we're not gonna we're not gonna play will kid out of position we're gonna play to his strengths um and we're not gonna do that with, with whitney either um but next up is another line made of Whitney's over the past few seasons. And this is the very cerebral pivot man and Carlton legend forward Tim Wills. Um, this Oregon native has been a staple of our parent club segments. He'll be in action on Sunday. Um, but before lining uh, – he was a staple before lining up with City um, and becoming a full-time crow two years ago. Um, he has the mix of a very deft, controlled touch, precision shooting, you know, that – speaks for itself being you know in the top two in all-time goals scored in carlton history oh yeah um and uh, he can also pass too which is great so you know from a points perspective i think his record at carlton is going to be one that's very hard to beat um, but he's also has the willingness to do the dirty work that most attackers kind of shy away from um and he, and he always puts himself into the, like a um the primary or secondary plans uh, the coaches might put together when he when when he hits the field because he can just offer some things that other attacking options can't. Uh, over those two seasons he's been with us, he's logged 25, uh, 25 appearances across all competitions, um, just over 1,500 minutes, scored seven goals, four assists, and zero cards. Yeah, Tim is the kind of guy who makes everyone around him better. Absolutely. You know, like you said, he, he you know, it's a lot of it is about his – what his mind brings to the game, the strategy uh, that he plays the game with, you know, he finds space, he draws defenders. Um, he can even kick the occasional field goal. <laughs> <laughs> I kid. Some, sometimes they go in the net. All right. The part uh, of these... Hold on. It's funny you said that because last week at training, it, there was a patented three points he scored. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you can just tell he's like, God damn, another another one. Um, but uh, but no, he does find the back of the net, folks. That's right. Uh, and the party does keep going, folks. Uh, up on this list, uh, next on the list is midfielder slash defender Matt Murakami. Matt is a soft-spoken player 
Uh, he's going to play whatever role the coaches put him in. Last year, he slotted more as a center mid, like a deep center mid for the U23 squad. And he was thrust into action um, occasionally early and often, I guess, as a call-up uh, with Minneapolis City NPSL club. And he really impressed. He, he He's taking the next step this year, joining the NPSL team full-time for 2019. Matt had three appearances last season, uh, logging 63 minutes, mostly as a sub John, most people don't know a ton from Matt, partly because he's quiet, partly because he's only been um, been on the been on the field three times for the for the NPSL squad. What kind of info can you provide that helps people get to know Matt Murakami? Well, Matt was a four year letter winner on some really successful Gustavus teams, uh, graduating last year in 2018. Okay. Um, and if folks remember the way that we used Kevin Hoof in 2016 and Portions 2017, Matt's very similar. Um, and how you can use him in a similar type player nice as hell off the field but will do anything uh has that kind of do anything attitude for the club yeah uh when when he's on it um and if it's you know that he's playing uh, a different position than than normal or he's squaring a guy up uh to to place a hard tackle on he he also um scored what he says is uh is the shut it down goal uh, last year um, where uh, against Minnesota United that was, uh, I was on hand and it was an absolute banger. Um, He kind of hit a one-time ball out of the, uh, you know, out of kind of a a clearance from about 30 yards out. And uh, it even drew some, uh, some wows from the MLSers after it basically picked the goal up off of its roots because it was still rising as it hit the back of the net. So um, yeah, it was a fantastic goal. Um, and you know, he likes to think that he ended Matt Lampson's career in Minnesota because he was <laughs> short, shortly when shipped, make, shipped off. When, when a 20 year old makes Matt Lampson look like a fool, it's time for, yeah. time for him to pack right. it up. Yep. And he was shortly shipped out afterwards. So <laughs> I'm excited to have Matt around full time this year because he's, he's not only a good player, but he's a really coachable guy. Um, who just go out there and do the hard work and, and whatever you ask of him. Yeah. I'm excited to see more of Matt. Um, like I said, we didn't really get get a ton of minutes out of him last season so that'll be that'll be really cool to be able to see a different aspect of his game besides what the role he was mostly used in which is just a holding midfielder to kill the game um and i really am excited to see him uh take take a couple shots and maybe one or see one or two of those those more of those bangers yeah that'd be fantastic that wouldn't wouldn't it? Be sweet, <laughs> like, a deep, yeah. like a deep shot threat yeah that'd be i mean hey can't can't kick that out of bed the last of the group of players we are featuring this week bring, is a guy who doesn't exactly blend in with your average crowd. That is six foot six goalkeeper and U twenty three full time call up Troy Luwegi. Welcome to the to the show, Troy. Thank you so much for joining us, my man. Hey, thanks for having me. So we've said this before, but our crack team of stat monkeys has uh, not necessarily been keeping goalkeeping stats. Um, <laughs> so all you basically get versus a field player is that uh, you have four appearances with the Crows, logged just uh, over 200 minutes, and have been part of the longest van ride in club history. So those will have to do, but uh, better better those than nothing, right? Honestly, yeah. That van ride was something. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, Trey, you said you grew up in Plymouth, went to YZ High School. Uh, how did you get into soccer locally, and when did you make the full-time switch to minding the net? Um, yeah, this is a great question. Um, so oh, my brother, right, we're getting started with a good one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, my, yeah. my brother is four years older than me, and um, he started playing soccer before 
for me and he started playing soccer and I was like, this looks fun. Um, I want to do it too. And then eventually he started playing goalie and I saw him playing goalie. I was like, huh, this looks fun. I want to be better than him. And so I started doing (laughs) that too. Um, And, you know, I played in the field and in goal, like, you know, every person does that plays goalie. And then uh, probably around seventh grade or eighth grade, I made the full-time switch. Oh, wow. So that's kind of an early switch compared to some of the other people we've talked to. So yeah. did you, did you play other sports? I mean, being that being your size, I'm sure you get like a, do you play basketball question all the time, but did you play anything else before you made the full-time switch? Yeah. So, uh, well, I did play, I played basketball all throughout high school too. Um, and so, so I was playing soccer and basketball in high school. Oh, nice. That Which, makes, it makes, 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 total, makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just John a also bit. played basketball in high school. That makes less sense. Yeah, I mean, just I was, a little bit. I mean, I I can still hit an open shot, and I went to oh. the I went to the NCAA Final Four Fan Fest with my kids on Saturday morning, <laughs> and I was I was on fire playing lightning against a bunch of kids. Nice, John. Meet me at the Y at like, noon <laughs> on Fridays. I don't really want to get dunked on Troy, so I'll just. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll just leave. We'll just leave it at I can <laughs> make an open shot. Yeah. So, Troy, whether it's uh you know it's Adam Pribble or Doug Sidney, Duncan Whirling, Matt Elder. Big Game James, all the keepers that we've talked to uh, on the show, they talk about goalkeepers being a little off because you spend so much time alone at your end of the field. So I've got to ask you, what is the weird thing that you do to occupy your mind when the action is all on the other side of the pitch? Um, I'm probably just talking to myself. Uh, and it's it's funny because I'll notice, I'll notice myself just talking to myself and <laughs> – like I'm just thinking in my head. Wait, why are you thinking out loud and then you know, talking out loud? And then I just think I'm even more weird. And um, but I'm sure like every every goalie does it too. So uh, at least I hope so. Um, uh, they either do so that that's... or they stand and swing side to side so they're not slap against their thigh. That's what Pribble was saying. He does right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forget what um what what Duncan said, but it was about the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, he's a weird kid. <laughs> he's real weird, yeah. <laughs> so, Troy, you have been um, lucky to have been part of some truly excellent teams at St. Thomas. Uh, what is a successful program like St. Thomas like from the inside? Because we all see the results. NCAA tournaments, conference championships, player accolades, um, all that stuff, you know, is is out there for everyone to see, but that's just really the result of like all this preparation and really a culture. What is that like to be a part of? Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Um, just from top to bottom, everything we do, it's, it's with a purpose, whether it's getting to practice early so that we can be prepared for, for practice and no one's, no one's late, whether it's at like on a game day, where we're, you know, early at specific time, we're there at the field, whether it's uh, leaving for away games and we're leaving St. Thomas so that we get to the away team's locker room at the exact same time before kickoff every single game. Um, Just that kind of structure is just amazing, amazing to have because it keeps everyone accountable and just keeps everyone, you know, in the right mindset. 
So on the outside, you know, from recent news that's that's come out in the past week, there people uh, in the in the conference are are trying to kick St. Thomas out of the MIAC for being good at sports. That's the fucking point, isn't it? So, <laughs> like, what what are you hearing it from the inside about this whole conversation of the other teams? Kind of, I don't necessarily say whining is the way to put it, but complaining about the the success of your university. Ac- top to bottom um across all sports right um i don't i don't know much about what's going on behind the scenes all i all all i know is that they've had the athletic directors vote and they're going to have the president's vote um i mean i love i love playing in the mayak um i mean it's it's great for for soccer we have all these rivalries with with McAllister and St. John's and, yeah, and Carlton. All and, it's all, yeah, I mean, they're all right here. Yeah. Right. Exactly. exactly. Um, and I mean, I, I just, I don't know. I, I can't say much because I don't know what's happening. Um, but I, I love competing in the Mayak. Well, it, to me, it's, it's strange because the Mayak has such good parody if if you if you talk about the past like decade, it's not just St. Thomas being this juggernaut that for for you know since the early '90s it's been, um, you know that's been winning all these titles. It's just recent history, and even last year you guys did not win the title. So it, it seems odd that this could be like a soccer driven thing, and it, it's more of uh, across the board with other sports because you look at um, you know some of your teammates like. Tim Wills, um, you know, his Carlton teams had the same run of success. And you look at, you know, McAllister before them and some Gustavus teams, some St. Olaf teams. It, it's a great conference for soccer, especially being that we don't have a Division One program. Right. So it's just, it just seems super odd to me that, that this is actually a thing. And it, it could be football driven, seeing that your football team kicks a living hell out of everybody. Um, but it shouldn't be something that you guys have to feel the effect of. Yeah. yeah. I hadn't heard um, that, John. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, again, it's, I, I think you're right with the, with the point of parody, especially in the soccer conference. It's, it's not like, someone's getting blown out six zero on a game day by any single team. All, all the games are close. Even, even if you look at the bottom teams, you're, you're getting two, one, one, zero games. Um, so I don't, I don't know if they, I bet they weren't looking at soccer as, as that yeah. Where do you, do you have any, any thoughts on, I mean, I, I know you, you've, you've mentioned you, d- you don't know a ton about it, but do you have any thoughts on what conference you could join? Is it like with like the Scholasticas and the, and the superiors of the world, or is there another conference that's close by that you could join? Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, there's, there's been that thought. Um, there is, I think, University of Wisconsin Platteville is a D3 independent team. Um, I don't know if that's a path to look at or yeah. if they've looked at um, or joining the like a one of the leagues in Wisconsin with hmm. um, I don't is it the WIAC that's there? Um, I, I think could, the I think the WIAC is the WIAC the WIAC may have full Western. 
It, it could be, but I mean, in, in general, it seems like the options that are out there seem unrealistic for a university right. like St. Thomas to, to be uprooted from these, this rivalry scenario, just across all sports, not just soccer, um, this rivalry scenario that's good for the, the universities. It's good at the gate. You know, it's good for everybody. It just seems really dumb to, to yeah. me. But anyways, enough about that. <laughs> Troy, you're an engineer. Uh, before this, you were doing engineering stuff uh, in the library or in the lab. Uh, so yes, I'm sure you've I got was. an analytical, yep. mathematical mind. Are those the kind of skills that help you uh, in, in the net? Like it seems like angles and, and distances and, and all that stuff might actually be a thing that could that could translate to uh, to the world of the goalkeeper. You know, I hadn't thought about that. Uh, it probably it probably does just thinking, you know, when, when there is an angle and I, I have to think about where I post and, and uh, just realize like space where I have to be with that. Yeah. Spatially. I bet it super helpful. Uh, so how, yeah. uh, how did you get hooked up with Minneapolis city? I guess that's, that's kind of the big question you spent all you spent a lot of time, Last season, uh, the U23 team, couple of couple of choice call-ups to the NPSL squad, but really kind of came out of nowhere for, for City fans. How did you uh, how did you join up with the murder? Well, um, so in high school, I played club with Plymouth Soccer Association, which turned into Fusion, which is oh, yeah. where Matt, Matt is a coach. And so I was actually on his club team for one season, but and he ended up not even being able to be the coach so he was my coach for like a quarter of a season um and then last spring uh my coach at st thomas john lowry connected me with matt again and um matt brought me in with the u23s oh cool so you got your start, like you mentioned, um, within the club playing on the U23s last year. What, what was that like, um, you know, your experience coming into to our world? And then how did what you took away from the summer translate into what you needed to do in, in school last, last fall? Oh, it was, it was an amazing opportunity um, for, for the most part, just being able to just become friends with such a such a unique group of guys and such an amazing group of guys um on the u23s and npsl team just <clears throat> and being able to like, so so quickly with them was just amazing um and and it really helped me you know develop develop how personally like gain those relationships quickly and then bring them to St. Thomas, where we had, you know, a large, we had a large freshman class this year. I was able to, you know, in, gain those relationships quickly too, from, from my experiences at city. And then uh, city gave me just such confidence because there's, you know, in this, in the summer, it's just, I'm, I was playing and um, Matt was just like, keep, keep playing. Like I don't, I trust you and just keep, keep doing what you're doing. Keep improving. Like, you know what you need to do to improve. And, uh, I kept doing that. And then I came in the fall and I, I just, I knew what I had been doing and what I needed to do to being successful. 
So after putting in, you know, that time and, you know, listening to the coaching staff and, and some, some great performances, including our infamous trip to the Dells to play against Bavarians that I, uh, <laughs> I coached and you were my, you're my co-pilot in the van I drove. Um, but now, you know, James has left, there's a, there's a hole to be filled and, and you get the full-time, t- t- uh, full-time call up, you know, what, what was it like? knowing that you know the that you've moved on into into like kind of the fruits of your labor have been um validated and then knowing now that this year coming in um you know you have the opportunity to 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 really join the top top portion of our club yeah it's it's nice just i mean like you said uh, the the work that i put in with the 23s paid off because um now I, I was able to show what I, what I could do and, you know, uh, now hopefully I can, I can just keep showing and keep improving with, with the MPSL side. Yeah, man. We talk all the time about the brotherhood, uh, whether it's, whether it's, uh, you know, the older guys like, like Wexler talking about it, whether it's the newer guys buying into it, uh, getting excited about it. How does the brotherhood come to life in the goalkeeper's corner of the locker room? Cause it's a very different environment for, for you guys, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, there's, there's only one of us playing at a time. Um, and it's not like you can, you know, quickly sub in another goalie. So there's, is that competitiveness of, you know, someone wanting to be the, be the starter, but then there's also the camaraderie of when we're training together, we're, we're all trying to get better. And Mm -hmm. that means that I have to, I have to be at my top performance to make, you know, elder get better. And elder has to be at his top performance to get me get better or for me to get better. And, and that just goes from each goalie to the next. And so we're just, we're just striving to, to all be our best so that we can all collectively get better as a unit. Yeah. You've had the chance within the club to to work under and talk to uh, quite a few uh, goalkeepers. What is, what are some of the best pieces of advice that you've gotten from guys like Adam Pribble, Matt Elder, uh, and Big Game James? You know, the best thing is is probably just all the times that they've told me, you know, you know what you're doing, and just just trust trust with what you what you've learned and what you've been doing. Um, you know, cause, cause there are times when, when you don't play and it just gets, you, you start questioning yourself and, mm-hmm. and you're wondering, am I doing, am I doing some things wrong and what can I keep doing to improving? But when you're doing the right things and, and you get people behind your back saying you, you are doing those right things, keep doing those, those things. It just, it's a, it's a little bit of a sigh of relief knowing that what you've, what you've been doing is, is paying off. You just got to believe in yourself. Exactly. <laughs> so John doesn't tell me anything about what happens in practices or what the team is working on to get ready for the season. Um, you know, even usually he doesn't tell me who's the, who's at the practices. What are you seeing now uh, in your second year with the club? And what kind of predictions do you have for this year? And this is where I give you full autonomy to say what you want without me having to, to pull back on the reins. <laughs> I just... You know, every week in and week out, I I just see improvement, and <clears throat> you know we see Matt's Matt's system is similar to Pribble's system, but there are some there are some big differences. So 
at practices, you know, Matt's trying to implement his, his identity onto the team. And, and at the beginning, it, it may have looked a, a little rough because we we're so used to what we had been doing and especially what we had been doing last year that worked so well for us. Yeah. Um, and then Matt <clears throat> changing some of the things and saying, we need to, we need to be focusing on some more important, not, not more important, but some other things and different aspects the, of the game. Exactly. And so at times look like we've struggled with it just all around. And, but then week in week out, um, we're putting in the work to get better at those. And, you know, kind of going off of that, you know, seeing that Matt was your your youth coach for a period of time, and then last year he was your, your 23 coach, and you talked about a little bit of the differences and, and how they're translating. But do you, do you see, um, you know, any specifics that may be, you know, need to be called out that are – um, are things that are going to translate to success? And I, I know it's kind of a hard question to answer, but, you know, we we have the ability now to go into a season um, as as a top dog, but, you know, we've talked about some, some things we need to work on to counteract how people uh, may play against us. Is there, is there anything specific that you want to, you want to note uh, regarding that? Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the biggest thing is like we teams teams love to love to counter us and and that's how that's how goals get scored and and so the thing that we've been working on a lot is we need to be able to control the ball and then even if we do lose it even in bad spots we have to stop the counter and find our find our shape immediately and that's why i feel like especially at the beginning of this of these practice sessions we've been working on a lot and we've been seeing that pay off in, nice. in practices so it's going to be another undefeated season from what i'm hearing from you that's <laughs> what i'm hoping <laughs> well troy um you, you know you you've mentioned before we started here that you, you have listened to the show before um and and we used to have the the world famous Lupian automotive speed round uh well this year we're we're implementing a new game uh that's called the sponsor has yet to countersign the contract unnamed word association game so um <laughs> we're uh we're gonna play a little bit of word association uh i'm, I'm sure you're familiar with that I'm, I'm gonna say something and then you just tell us the the first thing that comes to your mind um we ask all of our our guests do you do you need to you know stretch you need some water do you need anything or are you, are you ready to go no i'm just extending my arms getting getting them loose a little get, bit getting right a little now. loose yeah well yep. of course you're you're a goalkeeper you got to work on the arms right. first exactly um Okay. All right. So number one, Minneapolis city. Amazing. Sauce. Tartar. <laughs> Hawk. Crow. Corner. Kick. Dinner. Oh, feast. <laughs> uh, black. Yellow. Gloves. Goalie. Thomas. The tank engine. <laughs> Murder. Crows. Van. Minivan. <laughs> Cold. Ice. Post. Goal. Cup. 
Uh, <laughs> red. <laughs> yes, nice. Uh, clean. Mr. Clean. The Brotherhood. Uh, Minneapolis City. All right. Well, you made it through, and I like to give everyone a grade, and it's completely arbitrary, and right. it's it's not personal, but I, I'm going to give you a D. Oh, and, shoot. And the reason why, there's a couple reasons why. So sauce, there's clearly an answer there specific to you, and that's Mike's secret sauce. Oh, my gosh. I'm so, so sorry. So there's that one. Um, yep. and, sorry. Thomas the Tank uh, Engine was great. Thomas was, the Tank Engine. I thought, you know, I thought that was good. Yep. Well, that one pulled you out of the F category. So <laughs> that one was good. Um, and then clean, obviously, coming from your position. Sheet. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So like yep. like I said, all arbitrary, there, but there uh, are no right answers, but we're looking no, for some very specific answers. But there were some right answers there. And I missed them. <laughs> right. But so, you know, a D's better, you know, it's better than a, than a failure. So, um, you know, next time you're on, you'll be able to uh to, to up your game on that one. But Troy, thank you so much for joining us on the show this week. It was really awesome to have you in and you know, I think you're you're definitely a testament to to why we put you know, this, this system in place for players uh, in the local community, because you are, you are one of a few that, um, that, that put the work in and, and we're all about elevating people's soccer journeys and, and you're, you're now on to the next step with us. So really appreciate that, man. And, and looking forward to you keeping some, uh, some Mr. Clean sheets this yeah. week, <laughs> this year. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, so that's all that's all for tonight's show thank you again to our guest goalkeeper troy luegi and thanks as always to our sponsor summit brewing it is my time my friends get to your local watering hole and get some on tap today summit a more meaningful brew since 1986 if giving to the community means a lot to you maybe it's time to give to the club that loves to give back minneapolis city is a 501c3 that provides a safe reliable and fun environment for young people to play the beautiful game look for us this summer uh, Troy was with me last summer at the World Cup Fair, so we'll be out uh, in parks, community centers, all sorts of stuff, and consider a tax-deductible donation to a truly city-focused organization. Now is the right time to grab the Minneapolis City membership. It's the best deal for soccer in town. It's only $80. Your membership gets you a season pass to, to at least 10 P- NPSL games, uh, home games, excuse me, um, all the U23 games, preseason friendlies against the Harpos, which are coming up, and other games that have yet to pop up on the schedule. You will get an exclusive membership scarf, two flex tickets you can share the love of Minneapolis City with your friends with, and a membership card that gets you 10% off at Club Shop and deals at on Summit at our official club game day bar, Palmers. Plus, there's more. You get a vote on important club soccer matters, including selecting the membership board. So visit mplscitysc.com and make it happen today. Send us an email. It's easy. Uh, Bryn, our content generator, we promise to get to your email eventually. Uh, but you can hit us up on Twitter at The People's Pitch or through email at mcsepodcast at gmail.com. All questions and comments and concerns are welcome. And finally, as always, you can hit up the club to complain at SC. That is all for this week. Once again, we leave you with House MC, Miles Stockman-Willis, a.k.a. Lays. I am John. That is Nate. That was Troy. And less than three weeks away until you can see the crows in action. And you got hooked.
see the real you Yeah, boo, I found you So don't ever frown when loneliness is around you I'ma show you that someone should crown you Not clown you, but pursue virtue would never hurt you Critical in distance, touches digital Biblical, tell death love is unconditional Telling us we're a team and not two individuals For you I give my spleen, the spiritual and the physical Loving what is fragile isn't always fixable But I see what's invisible, see it affects visuals Grab my hand, hold it, we gon' think the unthinkable I promise we will float, that our boat's unsinkable I promise I'ma drown in you, drown. let you drown in me Reveal the recipe, you I love to overfeed Let's proceed slowly, not go bad like moldy Ravioli, rigatoni Girl, I'm free falling for you Still, temptation follows free Just tell me when you fall for me, please Just tell me when you fall free Girl, I'm free falling for you Still, temptation follows free Just tell me when you fall for me, please Just tell me when you fall Temptation's about to give in, but I'm staying true. true. If I sin, may I be forgiven for a few. few. What we got to lose? Nothing. You just gotta listen. listen. Such a good girl. Great. Just made a bad decision. One, one and done. She looking fine. Nothing missing. But got my hands tied like I'm the villain. Evil. Only swallows pride, but I'm sometimes kidding. Finger liquor kitty. After, be the kittens. Cute shit. Kiss me softer than a baby's grip. New sense of high when she bites her lower lip. If she quit, make my heart skip, then snip When we're together like ice cream mixed with some mint Pepper, shawty had to rescue my respiratory yeah. Wants a man, who's a man, that is mandatory Only without her off the pad, like I never met with Dory Help her write her story, take the qualms out her quarry Girl, I'm free falling for you Still, temptation follows free Just tell me when you fall for me, please Just tell me when you fall free Girl, I'm free falling for you follows free just tell me when you fall for me please just tell me when you fall free selfie timeless as the rollie always be my plus one shawty is my bogey in it for the long haul not for the trophy every day feeling greater than tony falling for her and i think she falling for me too falling like two v's make a double u type of dude to build you up and make the rubble move type of dude to have my phone out all in front of you only cause you got my back presence always sets the mood never starts any trouble without any proof no problems if there was make the puzzle poof lap it up goofballs you should see the spoof girl i'm free falling for you still temptation follows free just tell me when you fall for me please just tell me when you fall free girl i'm free falling for you still temptation follows free just tell me when you fall for me